People are interesting, complex, yet simple creatures. And in describing people, we peel back a person's mask, overlook the judgments that they may have against them, and get a glimpse into why they are the way they are. Some might call it a character sketch, but here it's just describing a person. This is a work of fiction, or is it? The park was crowded on Wednesday like it always was on Wednesday, mostly filled with dads who got their kids on Wednesday and every other weekend. Phil Takagi was one of those dads. He wouldn't admit it there, and he wouldn't join the groups of the other dads. And there were those groups. The dads who may have left high school or college, but the jock in them never left. Who still worked out and chased general women, who thought the world revolved around them. Then there were the tech dads who huddled together to stare down at their phones, talk video games, and whatever other tech stuff. The dads with an office job, a brown belly, a limb shirt, with white socks up to their shins with sandals. Yeah, somehow that's still a thing. Then there were the weird ones that sat alone, that watched your kids and hosted a sour expression. And this was where Phil bit in. He sat, earbuds in, not always with something playing on them. Most days he wore sunglasses, even on overcast ones, to discourage any dad or mom that felt friendly enough to approach. He didn't consider himself really the weird one, more like the cool one. And he did look cool, and he knew it too. His black hair slicked back, his designer graphic tee, his jeans, his shoes. He knew he looked cool. His kid, Teddy, was smart and cute, with his bowl-cut black hair and brown cheeks, dark, large eyes that made everyone smile. Phil thought he looked like Phil back when he was that age, but he knew Teddy had inherited his mother's mind. He had won the sixth grade spelling bee, and he was just in first grade. His favorite activity was reading and math, and here at the park, Teddy was a loner too. He sat in the sandbox, building rock towers, one after another, saying nothing when some brat would knock one down, and constantly looking at Phil to watch when they might leave. Yet every Wednesday, Phil brought Teddy to the park, out for ice cream, and then back to Teddy's mom's place. Phil and his ex-wife were cordial for Teddy, but somewhere along the second year of marriage, a poison had slipped in and left them sour and lost. She remarried, though still hosted the sour demeanor. He dated but remained single. Relationships were overrated, forced on people from evolution of surviving this cruel planet. Yet here in the park, he watched it in full bloom. The dads flirting with the moms, the teens flirting with each other, people searching for the one that would make everything better. Like the couple who had just sat down on the bench next to him. The guy had brought a dog, which the lady hugged and lathered with affection more than she noticed the guy. But the guy didn't seem bothered. Bill was bored, so he turned to watch and judge. With sunglasses, they'd be none the wiser. 
This was the first time they met, obviously, since they shook hands. The guy must have been returning the dog. The dog was like a pit bull mix with like this gnarled up face like it had been in a fight a while ago. The kind of dog that made a lot of the mothers at the park move their kids away from. The dog was leaning on a lady with eyes of worship up at her. The guy said something and the lady laughed, never stopping patting the dog. The lady offered the guy some money. Was she buying the dog? No, it had to be reward money. The guy shook his head, refusing it, reaching out to pat the dog. Yeah, he must have been returning a lost dog or something. The guy had eyes that said he was hooked. His smile gave him away, but then again, so did the ladies. What was it about humans that they just had this need for a partner? Phil adjusted the right earbud, hoping to hear anything they were saying, but they spoke quietly. He thought about the first time he saw Teddy's mom, Lou. She was beautiful, slender, her skin was almost translucent and smooth. He was all smiles and jokes, as was she. It was like when two rivers joined. They went together like water with water, unable to separate one river from the other. And then, as Phil's mother dubbed it, the poison came, and the river pulled apart from the other, and nothing on earth could combine them again. It was as if gravity itself was pushing them apart. The lady was showing the guy photos from her phone. Phil squinted. They looked to be photos of when the dog was a puppy. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. The guy was leaning close to see better. Or so he made it look. They laughed together, and the dog wagged her tail looking up at them. Phil looked at Teddy, whose eyes were locked on him. He smiled when he saw his dad look his direction, and Phil sighed, waving for Teddy to come. Teddy scrambled to his feet, kicking the sand and clouds behind him. They'd go for ice cream, go back to Lou's, and Phil back to his apartment. Maybe they wouldn't come here next Wednesday. This park was lame, like the socks on the pale legs of the office dads. Ice cream was cool, though. Literally and figuratively. Maybe they go to the Museum of Natural History or something. You know, something for smart kids. Phil pulled out the earbuds, pushed up the shades, smiling at Teddy and at his round cheeks. They gathered their stuff and stood to go. The park bench was empty, where the lady, dog, and guy were just moments before. Phil scanned the park for them. He, he felt this need to know where and how it ended. A sort of closure, but they were gone. Teddy took Phil's hand, rambling about dinosaurs or something. They went to the ice cream shop, where they always go to every Wednesday. Teddy ordered his usual one scoop rainbow road in a cup, and Phil his usual vanilla cone. They went to sit outside. Phil stopped. At the table across from them was the lady and guy from the park. By their feet was the one-eyed dog. The guy had tilted his cone down for the dog to lick, and the lady was laughing at him. Teddy exclaimed there was a dog, and the lady looked up. She's friendly, she said. She may have one eye, but she'll love you with all her heart if you pat her. Teddy looked up. Phil nodded. Teddy asked the lady what the dog's name was as he was stroking the dog's head, which was quite large, making Teddy's hand look like a doll's.
Maya Baxter, the lady answered. Maya Emily Victoria Harriet Baxter, the guy corrected. And this is where most stories might conclude with a the end. But life isn't like that. There is no end without a beginning or a beginning without an end. Life is just one continuous river and we merge in and out of each other's lives. Describing People is written and produced by me, Sarah Kaliski. Thanks for listening so far to this three-part mini-series. It's the first of a mini-series I've ever done, and it's been kind of fun to try to come up with how to have a different person described in every episode. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed writing and creating it. The music on this episode is by one of my favorite artists, Ketza, and I have been using his music a lot, so if you haven't by now, check out some of his awesome music on his website, ketzamusic.com. I will put more info and a link to his site in the description of this episode. And the music in the intro is from the song Metro is Breathing by the artist Costa T. Find out more about him and his work in the description as well. If you've enjoyed this episode and this mini-series, make sure to subscribe for more, and if you can, please review or rate it wherever you're listening. This show is hosted on Anchor, and if you're listening on Anchor, make sure to favorite the podcast. And thank you for being part of my Anchor community. And finally, you can stalk this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username DescribingPPL. I'm Sarah, and thank you for listening to Describing People. Stay kind, wise, and beautiful. Cheers.